Welcome to Side Talks, the podcast. And a podcast. This new approach. What? I don't know. You're, I can't tell you, Corey. I don't know. You you sound like a like a puppet. I'm gonna do this for the rest or of like the podcast. Like a Muppet. I think or cool. or like at first you sounded like Quato from Total Recall. I don't know. But now you put kind of an accent on it. I'm working on it. Okay, who are you? I don't know. Okay. Let's just do a podcast, talk about movies. All right. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello? Bro, bro, it's Rachel and Corey. Hey. Hi. Boy, we're calling to see what you're watching. Well, okay, so I've, I've seen a few things recently that we haven't discussed. Actually, I was just thinking about them, and I realized a couple of them have a very similar, um, well, they share a, a very similar theme. And so um, a couple of weeks ago, we finally watched Joker. Oh, <laughs> oh, and, oh, oh. Woof. Yeah. And then a couple nights ago, we watched What About Bob? <laughs> <laughs> oh. A not entirely yeah. inappropriate is, double feature. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. You, you could, I thought about that. I was like, you guys could totally double feature this. Everyone will love both of those, right? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I realized that they share a theme of like mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Am- amongst a couple other things, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, we did watch Joker. I mean, it was, I mean, I don't know. There was like a lot of thin, shirtless, kind of skin crawly torso work that I was not, (laughs) wasn't really into and had to look away from. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Oh, do I ever know what you mean? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, uh, what about Bob? I mean, I hadn't seen that in many, many years and it's, it just, it's so pleasant. Like it just really, I don't know. I really enjoyed it so much. Do you think that was just in comparison to Joker <laughs> that you found it to be pleasant? <laughs> um, no, I think it's objectively actually, it's, it's good. It holds up. Yeah. 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 I mean, Bill Murray's got problems um, in that movie, but like you're at this nice lake setting and Richard Dreyfuss's family is nice and everybody's having a good time except for Richard Dreyfuss. That's true. Except for poor Richard Dreyfuss. Yes. Well, and you know, I, I was kind of reading about it too. And apparently a lot of Richard Dreyfuss has a lot of people come up and sympathize with him and they're like, yeah, I have patients like that too. And oh yeah, yeah. And they all, you know, agree with him that he was in the right. But of course, you know, everybody loves <laughs> Bill Murray in the movie, especially the whole fam. They take him in. I mean, he had to like impersonate a cop or something to get there. I mean, I feel like that seems a little extreme. It's a little extreme. It's a little extreme. Not as extreme yeah, as but Joker, like but... Joker extreme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, lots of um, mental health awareness films. And, you know, I was kind of thinking that the... Um, I wondered how well the What About Bob would, would hold up as far as, like, kind of, was it going to be too, too cruel or too, you know, insensitive? But I feel like it's pretty good. I mean, it shows... Yeah, that oh oh well the baby step the um actual like lesson that Dr. Leo Marvin teaches Bob essentially or tries to teach him um I don't know I think that's really good advice I've been saying it all week now baby steps baby steps just little tiny things I'm like you know baby steps it's it a works. good mantra it it's works, a good right? mantra yeah yeah it, well, maybe if he had used that in in Joker <laughs> anyway sorry go ahead. <laughs> Um, well, and Tony doesn't think, okay, so in the, in the, what about Bob, Dr. Leo Marvin, Richard Dreyfuss gives him the book, which is like about baby steps. And so 
Tony doesn't think he reads it and it's just like, just that's all he needs to know is just that it's baby steps, that that's all you need. But I think he reads it because I think he cares. And I think, and he took like an eight hour bus ride with the goldfish. I don't know. It just feels like he's read it. Like he, you know, he really did go for it and take advice. So I don't know. I think he might be a good psychiatrist, right? Mm. He's got ah. a short fuse. Ah. That doesn't make him a bad psychiatrist, though, right? Well, maybe his fuse is long, but, like, Bill Murray really outstays his welcome there. Yeah, well, that's real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, which is a better film, Lisa? Which is a better film? Oh, man. I mean, it's sort of apples and oranges in a lot of ways just because they're entirely different in almost every single other way. But (laughs) if I had to watch one of them again, I would watch What About Bob? I agree with you. Strongly. Mm -hmm. Strongly. Strongly (laughs) agree. Oh, that Joaquin Phoenix. I think Joker is a one-watch situation, and, you know, it's, you get it and you move along. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think, but what about Bob? You can revisit, and, um, yeah, and, yeah, so that, that's my take. So maybe it wouldn't be the best double feature. It depends on what order they're played in, you may have some walkouts. That's very true. That's very true. You <laughs> might have walkouts in both, but, um, but certainly, <laughs> certainly one of those stands out more for those than the other. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for bringing us this mental, this very um, highly reputable mental health <laughs> double feature. We appreciate yeah. it. You're welcome. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. So, Rachel, what have you been watching lately? A couple of things, actually. Uh, One of which is that we had a members-only screening Uh for Sidewalk members uh, at the cinema of Dazed and Confused. Hey, all right. Richard Linklater's film. All right. All right, all right, all right. And it's been a minute since I've watched it. And when I I say a minute, we screened it at the the drive-in. Yeah, that's the last time I saw it. I watched it there. And I didn't, I think I'd mentioned to you, but I didn't have a chance to watch it. I was running around too much. And it's a great drive-in film, I oh, think. Oh, totally. Uh, pile people in the back of a truck, et cetera, et cetera. But so I really sat and watched it this time. And it is, it's a great film. I, I Here are the things I forgot. And I won't, I'm not going to talk about it much because I also want to hit on something else very quickly. But uh, the coming into that film with the score is glorious. Yeah. And to be back in a theater watching with people and have that, it's it's super loud and it's high energy. And, and it makes a promise that it keeps which is that you're going to have music layered throughout this thing, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So that part of it, really strong. The I I love the one night part holds up. That I've always found the ending to be really magical, mm-hmm. and that held up. There are a couple of things though. Hmm. There's a couple of things. Okay. One, I the 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 paddling goes too damn far. Not too far in terms of the paddling being offensive and annoying and. You know, all that kind of stuff. But it's just too, it's too much throughout. I feel like it's too much. So that thread lasts too long for you. It's t- it comes back up too much. Yeah, I okay. think we could lose a little of that thread. And we could lose a little runtime when we lose a little of that thread. It's just, it's a little much. Hmm. Uh, the other thing I clocked was the Ben Affleck character disappears. I had forgotten that. Yeah, he does. He disappears. He's kind of an asshole that just goes away. And I'm not, that's not a complaint. It's just a, it's just a kind of a fun Thing that I noticed on yeah, this go around. Doesn't he kind of get replaced with Nikki Cat as like the the chief like bully? Yeah, because Nikki Cat's the one who has the fight with. Um, that's right, Adam Goldberg. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And so he kind of does, um, but he kind of goes away, tail between the legs. And I had forgotten about that. I had forgotten that at the beginning, and maybe I had never really clocked it because this is you know this has got a few years on it now, three decades or so on mm-hmm. it. And independent film was very different when this came out. And independent film was done 
you know, you didn't have multi-million dollar indies per se. You know, you might have had some people that stamped that word on some, some sure. films. But this was a true indie, and that direction at the beginning is a little clunky. I'm sorry, Richard Linklater. Where? Hallway in the school. Okay. It feels, it feels a little clunky. It feels a little stagey. Okay. And it doesn't mean that this isn't a totally watchable film sure. or that – and it, it also creates some real – I mean, Matthew McConaughey's character, it feels purely original in this thing even mm-hmm. today. Even today. Even as quoted as it is, I feel like that is a fully drawn, strange little motherfucking character <laughs> that is lovable and – I like his haircut. I mean, everything about it. Just like you know, his little smiley, I like red, red, my favorite – you know, just the whole thing is just it's, – it's adorably creepy. And that's a hard that's a hard one to land on. Right. So all all that's great, but the direction is a little clunky. This was his second or third film. One mm, or one or one or is, the other. We're going to have to retractions because I think it's a three. I think it's number three. Yeah, because he had the one before Slacker with the long title, and then Slacker, and then this. This, I think. Yeah, I think I that's think right. That's right. So anyway, it's it's a good one. Um, really rewatchable. My my complaints are 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 not to hold anybody back from rewatching this, or if you certainly haven't seen it for the first time. Parker Posey too is just. Genius in this. Yep. Every time they cut to Parker Posey, I freaking love it. Yep. And so anyway, great, great film. Not not a complaint. I just was shocked and surprised at my noticing how clunky the direction was is something that I think we just all really overlooked and didn't care that much about when this thing first came out. You know the opening scene where Parker Posey is hazing the yep. the girls. Apparently Renee Zellweger's in that scene, and I've never been able to spot her. Well, or, I mean, she could be mistaken for Joey Lauren Adams, though. Are we sure she's in there? Uh, that's what I've read. Her doppelganger. Jo- yeah. Joey Lauren Adams is, is Corey, a lot more prominent. Corey. Whoa, is What she are here? you talking about? I'm here in the studio Joey right now. Joey Lauren Adams. I'm not really happy about what you said about my friend Richard Linkletter. I didn't say it was it was Rachel. She, oh, what a bitch. Yeah, Rachel just left. You, you might uh, want to follow her out that door. Oh, man. Oh, Rachel. That was back. actually a really good bye, jo- person. Bye, Joey Lauren Adams. Bye. Bye, Corey. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Okay. So here's the other film. Okay. Getting away from that terrible impersonation. Impersonation. Oh, I know. I know. Was, she was, she was actually really was her. Her. Was her. Oh. Um, I, I rewatched sexy beast. Oh man. Such a great film. Oh, John, my boy, Jonathan Glazer. Your boy. All right. And I will say, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail about this film other than if you haven't seen it, damn, stop what you're doing right now and watch it. If you haven't seen it in a long time, watch it again. But Actually what a, watch all three of his features. They're pretty darn good. They're great. Come on, make some more movies, Mr. Glazer. He, you know what he's working on? No, Sorry. I don't want to didn't know. He's making a Holocaust movie next, oh, and that sounds like okay. almost unbearably intense. Yeah, this is going to be weird. Yeah. Here's what I have to say about Sexy Beast, though, okay. really quickly. This is one of those films that within the first seven minutes of this thing, I am jumping up and down on the couch. Yeah. And that doesn't happen a lot. I It is rare. It is rare if it's something that feels so different and so unique. And granted, I know you can't watch this today and, and experience exactly what I experienced when this came out because – you know everything that does that 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 elicits this kind of response is going to influence other things that then weakens its impact. Mm-hmm. But this film in the first seven or eight minutes of this thing feels so glorious and so unique and so funny and so weird and so what the fuck are we doing and what the fuck train am I on? And it is super exciting. And, yeah. uh, and I just want to point that out. I, I really, really, really get excited by this film. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, I feel like this came in the wake of like the Guy Ritchie things like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch. But it's much better than both either of those movies. It's like so much better. Jonathan Glazer rode that that 
interest, the wave of interest in like British gangster stuff. And he's like, all right, I'll make you a British gangster movie. It's not going to look or sound or feel like any other British gangster movie before or since, but I'm going to make you one. And it it is wholly singular, just like his other two movies are wholly singular in completely different ways. Totally. And what can't this guy do? I know. He's just rubbing. I feel like he's just rubbing their face in that. He's yeah. just rubbing their face that the first seven minutes is just like, oh, okay, you want to do this? Watch this shit. And speaking of gangsters, the other one of the other moments when I felt super excited about something, and this has got to take you way back in time and something we've talked about before, uh-huh. but I might have mentioned it, but I'm going to mention it again because I had a very similar experience of excitement, was the I had not been watching Sopranos when it came out. Oh, man. I had... I don't, you know, generally, even back in the day, didn't do episodic. And I walked through a room at somebody's house and the scene with the ducks was on. Where he's walking around, just happened to be on, where he's walking. And I stopped and I looked at the TV and he's heavy breathing, walking around, look at these ducks landing in the pool. And I was like, this is so incredibly exciting. Everything that's happening in the scene is exciting. I've never seen anything quite like it. This I've got to watch the show, and I started watching it then. I went back and, and watched it from the beginning. But that's one of my moments of excitement with film. It is, you know, these kind of these kind of things don't they just do not strike that often. Right. And this is one of those that that I find to be just incredibly exciting. So Sexy Beast, um, rewatched it. Great film. Make more movies, Jonathan Glazer. Please. Please. What are you? What are you that's enough of me. What are you watching? So um, I haven't been watching much. Uh, I know that listeners to this podcast are just sitting on the edge of their seat to learn about my moving status, but we moved and it's done. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. It was uh, a disaster, but it's over. Um, And, uh, you know, we're settled in or we're getting settled in. Anyway, um, we we moved into our new place and over the weekend just had time really to watch one thing, Um, but it was great. Um, It's a new – animated movie on Netflix, a family animated movie called The Mitchells versus the Machines. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard about this. I have not. Um it's you know, it's probably not your kind of thing. It's it's um a very, you know, brightly colored, crazy, wacky kids movie from the guys who made um Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Into the Spider-Verse, oh, gotcha. and yeah, yeah. the Lego movie. Um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They're the producers, um, but it bears a lot of their comic sensibility. Um, so The Mitchells vs. the Machines is a kid's um, technological apocalypse movie where there's this uh, kind of wacky, dysfunctional family. They're on a road trip to take the uh, oldest uh, child, a daughter, to college. Um, when an evil AI takes over the world and, and imprisons all oh, nice. all of humanity except for them, so it's these um, these four family members. Their pug, um, who is um, a very silly creation himself, as um, pugs tend to be. Yeah, um, and then you know they they get into some wacky robot related mishaps. Um, it's super hilarious. This movie, um, just a nonstop barrage of like film nerd jokes in particular, because the key is the daughter, the older daughter is a film buff. She's oh. going to film school. And um, this is not something that I thought about at the time, but thinking back on it, um, she is explicitly portrayed as as a lesbian. She is a, a you know she's got a little rainbow pin on her uh, coat, and near the end of the movie, like in the denouement, it makes it explicit. Like her mom is like, "Hey, is that your girlfriend or something like that?" Talking about another right. character. Um, and I, I've got to think that that's one of the first major like 
portrayals of of a, an LGBTQ character in a children's in like a children's mainstream animated. children's animated movie. You're probably right about that. Um, I you know I'd have to do my research on that, but it's not just like a mainstream one. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably right. It's not just like you know we'll be animated two ladies holding hands in the background. Yeah. So is that not enough for you? No, like this character is like this is part of who she is, and, and it's, it's like an Arthur wedding. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but you know the state of Alabama to date has not oh. freaked out about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to date. Um, it's on Netflix. What are they going to do anyway? Um, Get angry. There are, uh, the style of animation is very spider verse like, yeah. um, kind of a very stylized 3d animation. That's almost made to look painterly, you know, as opposed to spider verse, which is made to look like a comic strip. Um, but it's, it's a beautifully animated movie. It's, hysterically funny. Olivia Coleman is the voice oh, of cool. the uh, AI who's taking over the world and Abby Jacobson of Broad City is the protagonist. Yay. You got Danny McBride as her dad and you know they keep butting That's a great heads. Cast. Maya Rudolph is the mom. Damn. Uh, then you got you got some some fun other little vocal cameos throughout. Um, I really recommend it highly. Um, not only for kids but if you've ever seen like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs or the Lego movie and that type of humor is is your type of humor, you might get something out of it too. It's I thought it was really terrific. Well, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Well. So so that's what I've been watching. Um and that's the only thing I've been watching, but it was a good one. Well, congrats on the move. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for listening to Side Talks today. Uh, we are your own personal cinematic John McVie and John Curry. I don't know. This, this. is a Fleetwood Mac reference. So oh, Christine McVie was married to John okay, McVie, right. and she left him and started having an affair with the the with their engineer John Curry. I think I'd rather be John Curry in the situation. Um, and uh, uh, she wrote "You Make Loving Fun" about yeah. John Curry and told John uh, McVie, who was who was like, "Who the fuck is this about?" She was like, "It's about my dog." <laughs> Did he buy it? No. I Would mean, you? like, no. Isn't like every single one of their classic albums just like a breakup slash divorce album to one degree or another? Mm, I would argue that really it's just rumors. It's just rumors. I would argue it's just with that specific uh, perfect storm of relationships yeah. where Lindsay's writing something, he's writing Go Your Own Way, and Stevie Nicks is, goes and is like, oh, yeah, bitch, well, guess what? And writes dreams, and it's like, in your fucking face. I yeah. just. You know, I just made, I just wrote a super smart song and yours is so basic, dude. It, no, no, no other, no other album is like that. Right. No. I love rumors. It's a, well, it's one of the greatest albums yeah, ever. Yeah, it's great. Um, anyway. All right. This, this podcast was not our rumors, um, but thank you for listening anyway. Oh, uh, what comes next? Thanks to Boutwell Studios for I'll producing I'll tell you what us. comes next. We're, we're about to, it's, okay. it's just a couple away. Hit episode number 100. Oh, we've got plans. That might be our rumors. Yeah, that might be. Anyway, that might be the breaking point. That might be. A, we got some surprises for yeah, you. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> you can go your own way. Go your own way. I can't think Brad, of that song you, without like a, a like picturing a rental car commercial. Oh, that's so sad. I know. It's a great fucking overused, song. Overused. Overused. Uh, that's what happens. Commercials. Anyway, SidewalkFest.com. Thanks to Botwell Studios at Sidewalk Film. On social media. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. News um, out there about the upcoming Sidewalk Film Festival. Where Stevie Nicks, you never know. She might show up for that. I wouldn't make any promises. I, she, you, you don't know. You never know. You never know. That's true. And literally anybody could conceivably buy a ticket and come to the Sidewalk Film Festival. Um, but probably not. Anyway, thanks. Bye.
Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.